the Geek Out podcast. Forget using net guns or eagles to take down rogue drones. Now there's a frickin' laser which fries drones from miles away. We've got new trailers to talk about for Westworld Season 3 and Transformers War for Cybertron Trilogy. And we review and recommendation the first episode of the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Fuck you, Paul, you're not here. <laughs> Out of the gate. Oh, sorry, swearing. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode 72. We record this on Monday, February 24th, 2020. You'll probably still hear this on the Wednesday, the 26th. It's a weird day. Tomorrow we have our all-staff, all-day, pierogi-eating meeting, talk-about things, and what it's like to be a radio. And yeah, so we're here today. Um, I wish someone would touch my dials. Please stop saying things like that. I'm, Twist my knobs. Stop saying things like that. I'm, Turn me on. Please stop. I'm going to shut your buttons off. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7.20 shut with my Dylan buttons and Jen. off. In the morning zone. I'm DJ Boytano. Wow. You can twist my knobs Stop. every weekday at 5 o'clock doing the mixtape. You oh, twist right. the knobs. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Right. I'm Kirsten James. You can turn me on okay. every Saturday and Sunday on The Zone. <sighs> this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Wait, we have to... Uh, oh, uh, right. Sorry. Teaser time. No. No. Pour one out for our homies. Oh, right. Of yeah. course. Art Aronson. <laughs> Those people who are not and here. And Paul Plastino, who last week... It's like we subbed in, Brian. That's like we true. got tapped in because last week it was them, and you. That's the only consistent one. Here. <laughs> yeah, and they they gave us a shout out. Um, they gave you a really nice five minute shout out <laughs> I know. about your job and how well you do and how good you are at the music department. <laughs> and it was so nice and lovely. And then I got a two seconds of Kirsten was puking. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Thank wow. you. It's very true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Paul, and, Paul and Art are not here. <laughs> Paul was on oh, what? Well, he's just in Vancouver. He went to a show. Yeah. And, and he was, was drinking. I Okay. There was an Instagram video. So, Paul doesn't drink very often. And Lauren, our promo department, this uh, just came back. and was, Paul doesn't drink very often now. Yes. Yeah. Good caveat. Yes. Uh, Lauren from our promo department came back and she said to me, she's like, I was so shocked. I saw Paul drunk. Hmm. And I said to her, because there was an Instagram story of Paul doing a drop shot <laughs> that somebody posted. And I, I said to Lauren, I was like, I saw that video. And when I saw it, I audibly, I audibly said, no fair. Yeah. Because I want to be with drunk Paul and have drunk stories to tell about him and shame him to the world. <laughs> 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 or to the how to the podcast, podcast listeners, <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah. not the world. Okay, so that's good intro. Um, big teaser thing coming up at the end of the podcast. This is where we tease it, and I mean honestly, if you're using a podcast thing, you can probably just look at the show notes and just tap the thing. Don't tell the them the trade secrets. Yeah, but it's also fun to know that if you're in a podcast app, you can tap around and tap the time signature things and and time codes and, and jump to different. Some parts point of in the this podcast. podcast, we've hidden the Wu Tang logo. Very <laughs> 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 good. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, somebody's put a. It's like it's like it's human controlled. You stand at it. You stand on top of the vehicle and you aim the thing. It is a super high-powered laser that will not only, first, fry out the camera of a rogue drone going someplace it shouldn't, 
but then it'll fry the drone. Sparks will fly from the thing. It'll fall to the ground. It's dead. Um, fascinating. Because in, in past, there's been other drones with net guns, which is kind of cool. And they go, Foo! and they fire out nets, and the, the drones get caught up, and they fall to the ground. Or there was that group that hired and trained eagles to <laughs> tackle and take down drones. So I think we're going slightly more conventional now with the uh, the vehicle-mounted anti-drone laser. Um, so yeah, that's what I geeked out about this week. Sure, surely there's like some sort of protection that they can start building in, though, to like protect them from the laser. Like some sort of drone anti-skip technology. Mm. <laughs> anti-drone gun drone? Yeah. yeah. Mm. You can't build any sort of protections in from eagles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anti-eagle like drone, no. Gandalf-esque. <laughs> <laughs> but like okay is this just me is this a technology that exists or is this just from the matrix what, what about that emp technology is that real no that's real i mean that's real electromagnetic pulse is real but, but you yeah. know like in the matrix like they like put it out and like everything dies they're like we need an emp and then like everything shuts down those do exist that, and they uh, are yeah. as dangerous as you know to everybody that's the yeah. thing there's no shielding from this can you like shoot it up in the air and like a ball and then like trigger it and then it, all the drones fall that's not a bad idea. I should be working for the military. Clearly, clearly, you should be working for the military. We also then, because like, if it was an EMP or something as powerful, you don't want helicopters also falling from the sky. Oh, yeah, the love well. of yeah, yeah, no, you don't. And then that's when you train the eagles so that you can ride them like eagles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, we had two and a half trailers coming soon this week we got sort of a final trailer because we are a couple only a couple weeks away from march 15th and westworld season three and they put out sort of their final trailer and then there was also this unlisted trailer which some smart internet people see aside their way to <laughs> and brian you were saying that the trailer almost makes it like if you could slog through season two it almost well yeah I, I, and i didn't see the unlisted trailer i should have clicked on the link bef- and read my email before and this uh, recording but clips um yeah so when you actually look at the the official trailer for westworld season three and you see how the plot is going to be laid out um, if you've kind of slogged your way through season two, which um, I, I like, I don't want to say is not good. It's I don't maybe it's not as good as season one, and it was also like it made me realize how dumb I am <laughs> in terms of like how, following. Did you shows you finish season two though? I finished yeah, okay. it though. Uh, so if you manage to finish it. Uh, and you see this trailer, this official trailer for what the plot is going to be mm-hmm. uh, for season three. Um, I was quite happy in that. In that, I was like, okay, I'm glad I stuck it out because this looks like now they're taking these characters that you know had a lot of stuff happen to them in season two and uh, making a very interesting plot. Now it's kind of like setting up the chess pieces. Yeah, it looks so. so co- like, do you think that they're setting it up? Is this going to be the final season of Westworld? It does. Oh, if only. I doubt it. You don't think so? It kind of wow. looks finale-ish to me. Again, I would love it. I yeah, think that's great. It does, like, yeah, it does look like everything's kind of set up, and this will be, like, their sort of Westworld endgame, uh, in a sense. She even says that in the trailer. Does she really? She doesn't She doesn't say endgame. She says um, end of the game. Ah, right. right. <laughs> We're in the end of the game she, now? She does. She whispers <laughs> it at uh, Oldie McOldface. What's his name? Ed Harris. The Man in Black. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and she whispers. She's like, "We're in the end of the game." So, now. have you seen? 
seen season two of yeah, Westworld? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and Bud, you finished season yes. two, right? Yeah. Um, let's bring in Mary here. Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. So, in terms of what's going to happen uh, in this, I just love that, like, a lot of the characters that we were introduced to in season one that were sort of like, oh, they were kind of against, you know, the robots or, mm-hmm. or whatever, like Ed Harris's character, uh, Tessa Thompson's character, all of these ones that were somewhat the antagonists yeah. are now, they're like the ones you're rooting for. And yeah. like, oh, they're going to be the ones to save the day. And Ed Harris even says that. This is like, like, I'm going to save the world. That's, yep. I found my purpose, right? Yeah. Um, Great twist, you know. Very cool twist. Because then I was like, I also, season two, I didn't really care too, too much about what happened to his character. And they kept kind of going back to the whole, oh, it's like you never really know what time or where you are yeah. on the timeline. Yeah. Because they could be a robot and, uh, you know, rebuilt and, and gone through this whole cycle. Which, stuff. I mean, as it turns out. It is? That's so, well, that was a twist with, with how Ed Harris's character ended up. Yeah, right? the very last scene at the, after the very last yeah, episode. Yeah, like you think he actually anyway. gets to escape, and but really he just, now he's been a robot. He's yeah. Jump, we've jumped into the future. Fidelity. But they just put, they put his mind in a robot, right? Because he was, didn't he have like Alzheimer's or something, and they were trying to cure it, and then the whole thing was they were like, they Him? put... Ed Harris? Yeah, or wasn't his, that Ed Harris? His dad, or his father-in-law had... Oh, it was his father-in-law. Yeah, his father-in-law See, like, had I'm like trying like to piece together all right. of these like characters, and I keep on messing up yeah. who they are. Yeah, the father-in-law's character was the one we first see they keep yes. going through for testing for fidelity, and then right at the end, they throw the fidelity word out to Ed Harris's character, and it's just like, oh... Yeah, wait, yeah. sorry, can you remind me? It's so Ed Harris is a robot now? Yes. Yeah. What? That was the yeah. kicker scene of the last episode of season two. How was it revealed that his, he's a robot? His daughter? Bot? <laughs> was it is his, everyone was that a his robot? daughter at the end? Oh no, I, I totally rem- I totally don't remember now. I'm pretty sure it was his daughter, whether or not she was because he killed his daughter. Yes. Yeah. Um the real human being one. Yeah. Um and yeah, so his daughter or a robot of his daughter comes and lets him know. Let's him know that they have been testing for fidelity. Right. He is, yeah. He is yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't remember. It's been that. a bit. It's been years. It's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, but it, this it's going to be cool now in the, in terms of being able to see because at first too you're thinking oh Ed Harris's character in the last season was going to be somewhat of an antihero. Um, because mm-hmm. that's what he's wanted the whole time. He's just wanted the plot to change and the robots to kind of go free. And then he's still somewhat of an asshole. <laughs> and now it just seems like he now flips sides or yeah. whatever. Yeah, right? definitely. And I love that. Though, you know, he is he is a robot. But he yeah. still sort of has that humanness to him. I think that even though he's a robot, he sort of feels like a human fighting for the robots. Yep. That's the impression I get from this latest trailer, yeah, yeah. which is great. I think that's a, a wonderful twist. Aaron Paul looks really good in this, too. Um, yeah. Like His acting looks phenomenal. I'm really interested uh, to see this new character um, and what happens. It, it looks like it's almost like a Terminator scenario. It's like Rise of the Machines. Kind like, of, yeah. Kind sure, of what's going yeah. on yeah. in season three here. And then we'll find out at the very end is like Twisty McTwisterson, this was actually Robot World. <laughs> <laughs> a world right. within a world within a world within. It's just yeah. going to keep going. And they're man. all yeah. robots. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of robots. Speaking of robots, great segue. Roll out. <laughs> Transformers, War for Cybertron, Trilogy, Arc 1, Siege. 
That is a heck of a title. Remember, was it last week that Paul was uh, complaining about colons? This right. is Transformers colon War for Cybertron Trilogy Arc 1 colon oh, Siege. Yeah. Wait, Dash Arc 1 <laughs> yeah. colon Siege. Yeah, the, the, the War for Cybertron Trilogy, obviously, is a trilogy. Um, we know about... The, and it's what... Uh, what do they call it? Like a... It's some, there's some sort of fancy word for media-spanning thing um, because it's going to take place with um, the toys, uh, the show, and I believe also games. So there are three parts, and we know of the first two. The first arc is Siege, the second arc is Earthrise, and the third hasn't been revealed, but it's likely going to be revealed with the, um, with the toy line. So this is a, a new sort of cell-shaded CG... But most importantly for old people like me, Generation 1 Transformers, so your Wheeljacks, your uh, Bumblebees, uh, Skywarps, Starstreams, right up to Optimus Prime and Megatron. Um, And this will sort of recover in more depth. Here's the actual line. The great war between the Autobots and the Decepticons begins. So it's them leaving Cybertron. Is it it's sort col- of how it colon builds. begins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> between the Autobots and Decepticons, colon begins. Yeah. <laughs> Siege begins in the final hours of the devastating civil war between the Autobots and Decepticons, colon. The war that has torn apart their home planet of Cybertron is at a tipping point. Uh, Optimus Prime and Megatron, they both want to save their world and unify their people, but only on their terms. Figures. Uh, and then, yeah, the AllSpark is brought into it, which was never my favorite piece of plot. I think they stole that from the movies, but whatever. The AllSpark, basically, you know, if you're Megatron, you can use that to reformat the Autobots. And then you've got peace by sort of kind of killing your Sam, personalities. push the AllSpark into my chest. <laughs> <laughs> push it where? Logan. Yeah, you, you, you really sounded like... Oh, Sean Connery Sean kind Connery. of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm Optimus Prime. <laughs> Did that guy, I know that it's been the same voice actor forever doing the voice of Optimus Prime. Is he alive? Did he pass away? No, Peter Cullen is still around. Still okay. around. He yeah. will still do big projects. However, he is not in this. Really? N- none of the old guard, and trust me, I have the old guard memorized, um, is in in this, um, is, that's so weird though. Like, hasn't he voiced everything? Yes, that, pretty like, much everything. Optimus Prime and this, yeah, the movies. I think this will be the everything. Yeah, yeah, I think this will be the first major one. Yeah, wow. even the crossover from like the cartoon properties to like the the Michael Bay yeah. Explodo fests. So yeah, who's voicing Optimus Prime? Is this kid named Jake Fushi? Autobots roll out. <laughs> Here's the thing. He woke up when he was 14, and his voice, as, you know, he will put it, you know, yeah. it went from this to this kind of thing. Like, he... Uh. Ew. So, he Dude, became, if that was my kid, and one day he woke up sounding like that, I'd I'm send it back. <laughs> i send it back. I want cereal for breakfast, Mom. That oh, is almost no. exactly the, the thing that he said on the Ellen Show. This kid got, like, he was Vine, and then YouTube famous. He got onto Good Morning America, and then onto Ellen. Ellen mm-hmm. signed him to Abrams... Uh, New York, um, and he's been on America's Got Talent, and he does an actually incredible Optimus Prime imitation. When I watched this trailer, because Transformers is in my frickin' blood, when I watched this trailer, I could obviously tell immediately that nobody was there, like from the original cast, but I'm like, who is doing Optimus Prime? Because it's not Peter Cullen, but it is so close, Mm -hmm. it was scary. I'm gonna play a clip of his impression of Optimus Prime. The Autobots fight for the day we no longer have to fight. This was not the life I imagined for us. It's a life. 
worth fighting for. Wow, that was very close. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just so you know exactly what happened, we really didn't play the clip in the studio. While recording. Kirsten was just recording a reaction. Very good, very good. A golf clap. Like those dime kids that came in and recorded their reactions for her. Just for, like that. For what? For when they interviewed us, they had to record oh, their reactions yeah, after. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, That's right. I think, I think one of, I think one like of the mics was kind of that episode of The Office where Daryl's like, okay, I'm going to knock out a couple of these sound bites. And he's just like, <laughs> wow, he or she has really gotten him or herself into quite a predicament. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, this will be a six-episode series on Netflix. We don't know when it's coming out. Quote, soon. Um, I am very excited. Um, I... I have obviously Generation One, like the More Than Meets the Eye, and all those early cartoons, and then leading into the movie, completely my growing up. I, you know, dabbled in all the other ones and never really found them as you know cool as the original. And that's obviously what the movies are based on. Like I'm a big Generation One or G One fan, so this is my show. I'm very Not excited. Even for Dinobots it. or Beast Wars? Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's too beastie for me. Um, related. Oh, okay. <laughs> Paramount is ready to reboot the Transformers movies. Uh, they are they are actively developing two separate scripts, so we don't know anything sort of beyond that, except that one is being written by James Vanderbilt of Ready or Not. I thought you were going to say Vanderbilt. James Van- <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> And the other is being written by Joby Harold, who was an executive producer producer on John Wick Chapter 3. So there's some pedigree. I wish Art was here for this because we know what he would say. Why are we rebooting the Transformers movies? How many things can transform? I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this. (laughs) That's what he would say. I I mean, say it like that. I'm worried about this. Why do we need this? Um... That it, which, Do you think this is Paramount is ready to reboot the Transformers movie or Paramount is ready, ready to though? renew the license for Transformers by making a movie yeah. so that they retain the license in perpetuity? Because that's the thing, too, mm. is that like yeah. when um, movie companies have licensed to certain properties, they have a certain amount of years to make a movie before they lose the license, which mm-hmm. is why, you know, this is this is the, the whole deal. With, you're wondering why Spider-Man was rebooted 17 times. Yeah. Yeah. And like you so said, like they did the Raimi trilogy and then all of a sudden they rebooted it within five years. It's because they had five years to make another Spider-Man movie and Tobey Maguire said he's out and Sam Raimi said he's out. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with this. My only question is that like, is Par- Paramount really ready to reboot it? Because they'd been saying this for a while. They said that even with like... Um, what is it the 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 Mark Wahlberg one? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it was more of just a soft reboot, and that it still took place in the same universe as the Michael Bay Transformer movies. Well, and that's what I'm hoping. If they're saying reboot slash uh, licensing renewal, I let's yeah, let's try yeah. something completely different because Bumblebee was kind of like that. It like, was technically a reboot, but also kind of just like maybe a prequel, yes. of some sort. Yeah, yeah, but it was. I think it was different enough, um, and it was. Not a bad movie comparatively. But it's just like you can't say you're rebooting it and have sort of one foot in the like half. You can't be halfway in the door. You gotta like be in or out. Frankly, I don't think you should reboot within ten years. It's not a reboot. It's just like you're trying something different. Mm. Like it hasn't been given enough breathing room or space to to reboot it. But that's just my opinion. Um, There's going to be, as we're finding out now, a second. Friends reunion special. Not new episodes of the show, but an unscripted sit-down with stars. Chris and I didn't realize they've done this before. 
Brian let us know. Yeah, NBC did this before. Uh, like, on, how long after the end of Friends did NBC do? It was a fairly significant amount of time. It was like a milestone anniversary of the huh. last episode of Friends. Uh, and they did that. And I remember hearing about it. was like, oh, they're going to do like a Friends reunion. Mm-hmm. Thinking that, like, it'll be a new episode. Um, and then heard it's like, oh, it's just like the reunion special is just like... An exclusive interview with all of the cast members. Yeah, they duped us again because yeah. all of the articles going around were like Friends reunion, Friends reunion, Friends reunion. Yeah, and that's I was like, oh cool, they're gonna do like an update on where every, everyone is. It's <clears> like that <throat> Emily woke up from her nap thing that happened right. a couple months ago. Uh, but it's just they're sitting down and they're paying them all like between two and three million dollars to sit down for an and hour talk and talk about, about, talk about this friends. TV show yeah yeah like so yeah it'll be on HBO Max that's all we know and um, it'll be the uh, the six originals right now Paul is money. screaming at uh, while listening to this podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like Seinfeld was better <laughs> <laughs> big argument I'm just going to read this headline because the headline was fantastic for this article that you found, uh, Kirsten. New Batman, extremely pointy. <laughs> and not wrong. And also, to your question, the, the photo on this article, we, and we linked all this stuff in our, in our show notes. Yeah, is that Robert Pattinson in there? He looks very, no, he looks very squished like, and square-jawed. Stunt guy, probably. Mm. Stunt guy. Uh, my thinking, because like everybody's thinking, oh, everybody's freaking out about the new Batman suit and the, the, the pictures that have leaked and they're thinking it's not Batman it sucks or whatever mm-hmm. I kind of think maybe this is just like in this one of the things that sucks about set photos is like you know set photos can get people really excited about something and it also could be like oh this is damaging to the yeah. film uh, because what if this is just an early iteration in the movie of the well of or Batman what if they have to put stuff that. on top of it it's like yeah. uh, like within Avengers when you saw that whole cap fight when he fights himself and you watch how they CGI'd like helmets on and yeah. like, like right. it yeah, could yeah. just be like a base yep. and of an unfinished product mm-hmm. because of what they can do now with digital effects and costumes which I didn't realize they were doing. Yeah. I didn't realize they were putting those kind of effects on, co- like, the quantum suits. Didn't the they, quantum like- suits were not even, like, they were not wearing those suits. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. That, yeah, that no, is it's insane. Crazy. Yet, we on the internet love to speculate on every pixel that we see, and, uh, yeah, there's just this this picture of someone in a bat suit, and there's all these darts and pointy like, things. It does not and- look great, but it is, like, that's a really uh, good point to keep in mind that, yeah, it probably just is unfinished and they're going to be doing yeah. something to it. It's raining, you know, but I'll, I will admit we there's do no have... rain in Gotham. <laughs> we do have the, the cool sort of split bat logo weapon things uh, looking well, yeah. very worn and ho- properly homemade. So there is a, a bit of speculation around this, too, in that either that is going to be a gadget that comes out and like maybe that's his grappling gun. Yeah, he just keeps it we on talked his about chest. That, yeah, or um, it could be the uh, uh, the gun that killed his parents. What? Oh, that he's like taken apart and put and then into- turned it into a symbol. Whoa. <laughs> That's very speculatively wild. I like that. And he's basically wearing a police tack belt. You know, these are literal magazine holders. Yeah, and I hope one of those holders has the uh, the shark repellent 
Spray. Oh yes, of course. In there, his cowl is very pointy in this. Like that is the most Batman-y from like the 1960s mm-hmm. cowl. Like it just needs some chalk on it. Mm-hmm. Even this here, <laughs> which I believe is the windscreen for like a bat cycle, very pointy, very bat. <laughs> the bat, bat cycle looks pretty funny pointy. too. Because you get all these things. Uh, I think that's the th- that's where the internet is freaking out. Like if I'm just kind of looking at this on the surface and I'm Schlocker! like, I'm internet. Because <laughs> uh, you see the bat, like Batman Begins, where they pretty much have scenes that explain the reason for the ears on the bat suit and uh, even the bat pod in the dark night right where it looks yeah. like a cool motorcycle that Batman would ride and then you see this and it looks have you ever seen those old uh, the old clips or the clips from the old TV show of Captain America where he's just like no. dude and Captain America just looks like he's wearing a motorcycle helmet and it looks so oh, so wow. bad yeah. the motorcycle reminds me of that and it is just like reminds me of this like, oh, it's got a bigger light on it. (laughs) (laughs) They just smack some stuff on it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Yeah, you're looking at the Captain America. uh, hmm. Yeah, if you ever... Yep. Watch clips of the Oh, that of looks like show. Uh, Super hilarious. Dave Osborne. Yes, it yeah. totally does look like Super Dave Osborne. Imagine Super Dave Osborne, but he's Captain America. That's what we're looking <laughs> right, at. Right pretty now. much. Wow. I do like the metal filled in wheels on his motorbike, yeah. though. That's pretty great. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, but I, I'm excited for this new Batman, though. I, I don't know. I think Robert Pattinson. He's got a he's got a bad rep. He's got to make up for some mistakes that he's made. Um, it looks it looks interesting. And like, okay, so Robert Pattinson also is in this new movie coming out, Tenant. Have you guys Tenet? 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. the um, the g- the one that we had the big the Nolan movie. The, Nolan, yeah, the Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan movie. Oh, um, so good. We had the I don't know, maybe just add this into the cue sheet now because we're gonna talk about. Oh yeah, sure. Um, we had the I don't know five minute trailer before we saw Star Wars yeah. of that. So I didn't know. I don't know if you guys have you seen the second trailer. I've seen two. I've seen a couple, yeah. But they were so. about the same time. So if there's something more recent, I haven't seen it. So that first trailer uh, that basically shows three minutes of the film, I was like, I'm in. This looks yes, really cool. Yes, definitely. What a cool like spy. I don't know what's going on in this movie. I, I went and saw oh, Harley Quinn, which I'll talk about later, and it had a second trailer. Oh, and maybe you guys already know this, but I'm watching this fucking trailer, and I'm like, what is this movie? Is this this... T- what's the, how do you say it again? Tenet. Is this this Tenet movie? Because no, tenet. why is there some Tenet? Tenet. Tenet? only one it's, N. Uh, tenet. It's a word that you, uh, can be the same backwards and forwards, right? What's and as I'm watching this trailer, I'm like, why is there suddenly time travel? What is happening? Yeah. Is there yeah. supernatural? Yeah. And then I'm like, but I'm pretty sure... It's all the same actors I saw in that ad. So I had no idea, watching that first ad, that this was a supernatural sci-fi anything. Yeah. You get, I think, hints of that in... In I think the initial trailer, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd just only tiny, seen tiny that hints. First one. Mm-hmm. And so the second one, which has Robert Pattinson in it, which I oh, cool. uh, that's what I'm saying is like his acting chops are really coming out. He's in this uh, new Nolan movie, um, so I'm excited to see him in Batman, and also excited for the movie that I can't say the name of. Tenet. 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 <laughs> I had no idea it was supernatural. I was like, "What yeah. is this movie? Looks phenomenal, by the way. Like, this is something. Oh, it looks oh, for sure. amazing. Yeah, yeah. and like, they wouldn't the the marketing. It's one of those ones where Nolan's like, "Okay, I'm going to do another movie." He does it, and then somebody watches it and is like, "Okay, we got to market the shit out of this." And they and did. Like, like, I was almost disappointed that I saw that second ad that that 
told you that it was a sci-fi movie because right. I was already in to, to see it just yeah. with that heist bit, but with the giveaway that there's something else going on yeah, there. So yeah, much more it's going like on. something maybe the antagonist has the ability to go through scenes backwards or whatever and, yeah. you know what I mean but like yeah it's it's uh, it looks great people have run the trailer backwards you know this, oh, it's just so that, cool. that sort I of YouTube analysis like and, and yeah. things like that people are really getting their minds into this mm-hmm. well we're right here so let's talk about Harley Quinn or sorry Birds of Prey Cole and Harley Quinn um, for reviews and recommendations Kirsten go oh yeah so I went and saw it a couple weeks ago uh, what is it on Rotten Tomatoes it's something insane like 84% um you know what? This movie had a lot of good things about it. Visually, it looked phenomenal. Uh, it it looked good. There's some really cool scenes with like Harley Quinn. Um, she like breaks into. Uh, I, I won't. Oh, hang on. Hello, everyone. Cheryl is here with lunch. Oh, got a name. Cheryl is at the front desk. Thanks, Just before Cheryl. you continue, 78 percent both. <laughs> You're welcome, Mary. Seventy uh, percent, both critics and audience. Um, so, like, I won't, uh, I won't give any spoilers for it. But uh, anyway, so she's going through a police station, and she has like you've seen it in the ads. Like, she has um, basically like a launcher, but the the grenade launcher is launching like um, smoke bombs and glitter bombs, mm. and it just it looks so cool and it's so fun. And the visuals in this movie are phenomenal. Um, the acting, like. Obviously, we know that Margot Robbie can act. She has yep. an Oscar or a nomination or, you know, whatever. Like, she's good. Uh, Ewan McGregor in this movie. So Ewan McGregor in this movie is what Jared Leto thought he was doing with his Joker. Ooh, oh, okay. Wow. Like, Jared Leto okay. thought that this is what he was doing, but that is what Ewan McGregor does. Like, it is so good. Nice. His black mask is, is so good. It's so subtle. And then it just kind of goes the other way, and it's crazy. He really toes the line. Uh, anyway, the acting is great. The visuals are great. Um, You've got me inspired to see it. The I'm not done. Okay. The uh, choreography is some of the best choreography that I have seen in um, a, a superhero movie in a while. Wow. Just because, like, I, you know, I, I know that we'll have Avengers fan people coming in being like, but this and this. But the choreography, it's it's very evident that whoever did it, they they did it per character because every character oh, so from the good. birds of prey has a different fighting like harley quinn is obviously disturbed and crazy and so her fighting style is very erratic versus um the police officer versus um the um what's her name um songbird or anyway they they all of the choreography is so well done but oh there's the but the I don't know if it was the story or the execution of the story or it's just the fact that I simply don't think I enjoy the character of Harley Quinn. Mm. Um, the movie really suffered. Like she, Har- The character of Harley Quinn is just so annoying. Because you were saying you really like Margot Robbie in it, but you just didn't like the character of yeah, Harley Quinn. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't like her choice to voice her like she's from the Bronx. Like, yeah, I noticed that in Suicide Squad, too. Yeah. It's just like her, the way that she says all her lines yeah. just grates on me. Like it's like this real send up of somebody from the Bronx yeah. um, that doesn't match well with the rest of the world. Um, her character is just a little bit annoying, a little bit like a whiny younger sister. And I know a lot of people love her character. Yeah. But you're right. Because like 
I noticed that in Suicide Squad that she's putting on this Bronx accent, but the accent is almost like an impersonation of what somebody might think a Bronx accent would yes. be. Yeah. Mm, and sure. that is like, yeah, when she she has that, I'm, I get what you're selling, lady. That like yeah. that kind of thing was like, oh man, I I don't believe those lines. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and that's it's so hard when you have somebody like Margot Robbie who you believe their performance but not the words coming out of their mouth yeah like uh, and that that was an issue i also the, it was really disjointed the storytelling which again you could say it's because it's a harley quinn movie and she's disturbed and she's crazy and so but the beginning of this movie starts with like a cartoon like she's she's like fascinating she's because she's telling the story of how she be she became harley quinn i wish i could do it bro it's not in my head right now how to do it but she's like all right this is how we started <laughs> cool i was a little kid she's actually like, now from boston like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's got smart park smart park <laughs> but kid. And, and they just like tell the story of harley quinn and it's a cartoon and then there's a voiceover and then there's That's i don't awesome. know it's a it's a it's a bit of a mess but it is one of, it's mm-hmm. like and that's not really a spoiler to reveal that it's like the story is kind of told like Deadpool a bit right? but not yeah. and you know what I was trying to remind myself how much I liked Deadpool mm-hmm. watching the Harley Quinn movie because I was like remember Kirsten you liked Deadpool yeah but it's just and you're exactly right it's told very similar like with like they'll take a uh, a still and then she'll like draw something on top of the still yeah just like Deadpool yeah um, or there's a little bit of breaking the fourth wall, mm-hmm. but like it's almost awkward when she does it, just because right. it's not supposed. She's to, not supposed like, to be. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but you're right. It is told a lot like Deadpool, and it is you know rated R or 14 or whatever yeah, it's R. rated um, like Deadpool. I still have 50 percent of my hype about seeing this movie. Yeah. It, okay. If you could go into it just to appreciate the visuals, the performances. The choreography, uh, yeah. Any standout music choices? You, uh, you know what? I read an article that was like, the mu- the music in uh, Birds of Prey has no right being this good. But I don't remember any of it. jump out at you? Fair no, enough. Fair not enough. off the top of my head. Uh, anyway, I'm glad I got to see it for free. Nice. Nice. Um, that is good. I don't think it should be getting 78%. How but, did you see it for free? What? Because remember that time we went and saw a movie and the light was flickering? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still had a coupon for that. Yeah, but didn't didn't that expire? Because I, like, I looked at mine and it was expired. Yeah, it expired, but I gave it to them and they didn't question ah! it. So. Oh, okay, well nice. done. Good for you. You yeah. would have been just yeah. like, oops. Yeah, but uh, anyway, oh, yes. I don't know. Like, I'm sorry to everybody out there that loves the character of Harley Quinn, but I think that at the end of the day, I think that's it for me is that maybe I just don't love that character because she is very annoying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but her Margot Robbie some moments where she like kind of flips back into being um, Harleen Quinzel like oh, just, sure. it's just very quick it's not a spoiler but like she'll diagnose somebody and those moments man is she phenomenal as much as I hate her character. That's good, though. You, you want that flexibility with an actor, you yeah. know, and, and to, to come out of that and remind you that she can do that before mm-hmm. she goes back into the grading, mm-hmm. you know, Blaston thing. Mm-hmm. That's great. Baston. Baston. Snap hack. <laughs> okay. Hands up in the room. Who has seen episode one of Star Trek Picard? Oh, yes. Okay, so that's all of us. Who has seen episode two? Just me. Who has seen episode three? Just me. Who has seen episode four? Nobody. And episode five? Nobody. So, oh, wait. 
You skipped from one no, to five? I'm oh, oh my god, <laughs> Paul Plastino. <laughs> Thanks for that. All right, so we won't talk about that yet. Let's. Uh, go. Well, in general, oh, I guess no, because you you've talked about it last week. Yeah. Because I was gonna say like in general, still worth watching, kind of thing. Because like, and now I'm two episodes behind. I was an episode behind uh, last that's, week, that, and yeah. that's the thing is I was like, because you we can give general updates, but I don't know if we want to do like for a lot of these series. I don't yeah, know if we want to do week. like spoilery week by week updates. Sure. Because I'm even like I watched. Uh, the um, the I guess the B season premiere of The Walking Dead last night. Oh yeah, right. I like I don't know if we're gonna talk about mid-season that. B season. Oh okay. yeah, because like they do like oh, the look at you and you. Oh, I went to NBC and now I talk like I'm in the industry. <laughs> like a television person. No, they have an A season and a B season. I was at Thirty Rock, you know, B season. See, I just call yes. it mid season. But um, uh, that's something you should talk about is your experience uh, at NBC. Oh yeah, you don't sure. have to over the Walking Dead, but. <laughs> Okay, quick quick thing. Walking Dead, good premiere. Cool. The final good. season? Uh, I don't know if it's the final oh, season. I don't think it's the final it, season. Just like the zombies. No, it's like a zombie. It'll never die. I doubt it'll be the final season. It is the final season of Michonne's character. Oh. She's uh, Denai Guerrero's mm-hmm. out. But I wonder if she's just going to join the Rick Grimes movies or oh, something. Oh, boy. Or Here we go. Um, I am over it. I'll be Paul Plastino. <sighs> Fart. What's his word? Yeah, I think so. Fart. <laughs> Hack. Mathematically, Hack. how many zombies are in existence? Oh, kill them all. Yeah. The set pieces. <laughs> Action set pieces. See, this is what happens when you go away, yeah. Paul. Is Sorry, we just make fun Paul. of you. We just do imitations. I know, and but he's the one that character. gave me the biggest compliment about uh, my job. Hilarious. Also, but no, Paul's just a caricature. He's he's. He's easy not to make real. He's, he's easy to make fun of, but he's a good guy. He, and he brings so much to this podcast. Yes. Like talking. Anyways, uh, NBC. Okay. Yeah, we'll review and recommendation Paul later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, that was cool. I don't know how much I can. Re- it is really going to be interesting about this, but I do. Like, I have a friend that works at NBC. So when I was in New York last week, um, I, my second day there, I had basically from the early morning until about dinner time free to myself. Nice. So. Um, I took the I uh, learned the subway and all that kind of stuff. To, took the subway didn't into town lost. from Brooklyn. To I didn't get lost. I didn't end up in New Jersey. Um, but then one of the main things that I did on that day was go to uh, NBC uh, Thirty Rock, uh, and I met with my friend who works like her job is to basically take care of all of the affiliate stations, like all the the, the stations that syndicate NBC programs. She is their go to. Person, which that's is a like, big job. It's a big job. It's all throughout the the states too. Yeah. So yeah, it's a huge job. Um, and we were supposed to meet uh, for breakfast. Uh, she ended up having a a meeting or something to do in the morning. So she put me on the NBC studio tour uh, just to kind of get rid of me for an hour. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but it was cool. It was very cool. If you ever uh, go into New York and you, you know you want to cool history lesson on you know television um and, and got, great television you got to see the snl set yeah so that's part really of the thing cool. is that you know i got to see the snl set i got to see um the set at um at tonight tonight show with jimmy fallon as part of this tour because you're special no no, no as part of this tour cool no, no no this wasn't any special the only thing special about it is i didn't have to pay for it <laughs> brian's pretty special um, payola yeah <laughs> no so yeah because that that's kind of the, the only thing is just because i had a friend there and she needed me to do something so I can stay out of her hair. Uh, she <laughs> put me like on a that child. Day. It's really yeah. nice to see you. Go away for yeah, now. Go away for yeah. now. Go, go have $10. Go, see <laughs> go buy yourself an ice cream, um, kid. And then she I, she was going to put me in, like, because we were talking about it a few weeks before I went there, and she was going to put me in the audience for Fallon, but 
Fallon's and reruns that, that oh, week. Oh, dang. See, look at you nice. again, industry. Wow. I went to reruns. <laughs> yeah. B-things. I think everybody knows what a rerun everybody is. Everybody knows what a rerun is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, the SNL studio was cool. The only thing is that I didn't really get to see, like, the iconic, you know, where they stand the and do the monologue. I saw the clock. Okay. Because the clock is out all the time. Mm-hmm. But where they do the monologue, uh, that part was covered because the SNL studio uh, studio gets rented out whenever they're not doing a week where they're not doing oh, new episodes so that cool. gets rented out for Do you get corporate to see like the the, uh, the weekend update desk no oh. so that's the thing is like everything was covered in there they just give us a good layout of how the studio works I see and uh, but the great the, the cool thing about it is like I got to ask all these questions about like they I asked about the Billie Eilish performance mm-hmm. where she was doing the thing where she walks on the ceiling and mm-hmm. stuff and uh, they built that all in in the studios oh, cool. there, because uh, there's a to the if you're looking Did at you the stage. Did you get to see the llama? No, no, <laughs> no. Everything that you're gonna ask is probably gonna be no. I didn't see that. But if you're looking at the stage from the audience, there's a section where there's a live performance. Mm-hmm. There's a section in the middle where they do the monologue and all that kind of stuff. And then a section to the right where it's a, it's a bit of a bigger section where they set up all of the the skits. Um, and so uh, everything they were saying, everything uh, for the skits uh, that's built, like all the sets. For for like living room sets and everything like that, it's built off site on mm-hmm. like uh, I think it's like at that like sort of navy base or whatever, or like a, a yard. A navy base? Well, it's it's wherever that <laughs> big the big shipping yard is <laughs> yeah. uh, in New York. It gets built there and then transported into huh. NB- NBC Studios. So cool. Um, this thing that they built for Billie Eilish, they built that all um, on like you know at the studio. So like right That's where the stage awesome. was. Um, but yeah, that like that part of it was cool. Seeing like Jimmy Fallon's uh, studio was really cool because um, he's got this really nice facade of like mm-hmm. everything is very warm and it's like wood paneling for sound, like specific for making every, everything sound great. Mm-hmm. Um, the studio audience, so like if you compare the chairs that you would sit in on the Saturday Night Live sets versus the ones that you would sit in on Fallon, the Fallon ones are all, first of all, the carpeting uh, in the studio audience is red because he wants everybody to make, make everybody feel like they're walking the red carpet. Oh, um, that's cool. The chair are red Ferrari leather. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So they're, and they're comfortable as hell, kind of thing. The, 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 yeah, the walls have specific kind of like perforations and holes and stuff for like sound absorption and, and everything. It's like very scientific or whatever. Specific holes. Wow. But yeah, and then they gave us Kirsten. kind of the. Um, well, I was just saying what he said. Okay. Specific holes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then they gave us kind of the history of how it was like, you know, Carson back in the day did the Tonight Show in New York and then moved. Moved it to Burbank because he, better access to yeah. guests and stuff. And Fallon really, because his family and everything's in New York, he didn't really want to move. It's tug of war. It, yeah, he moved it back, and it's also to sort of pay tribute to you know the Tonight Show originally being in New York. That's just so. how That's, they sold it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have so. you been to New York before? Uh, the last time I was in New York, I did. <laughs> the last time I was in New so, York, yes. listen to this guy. Was like t- it was ten years ago, and it was a really quick driving tour with my my family. Okay, and then we ended up getting stuck at JFK Airport for forty hours. Ooh. Ooh. Forty hours. Four zero hours. Oh, yeah. so don't bring that up again. Yikes. Yeah, because uh, we went and there was like a blizzard. 
that happened. Oh, and we were in the airport, and our fl- all flights got canceled. Uh, f- the restaurants in the in the airport started running out of food because oh, there's no. no delivery trucks going in and out of the airport <laughs> anymore. Wow. Well, it's a really good thing nothing bad or weird happened with the planes on this trip, On Brian. this trip, no, yeah. No. Uh, this... I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I was like, bud, too soon! No, this trip, yeah, it was the same kind of thing. I was like flying from my connecting flight from Toronto to, uh, to New York was basically had me sitting on the tarmac in Pearson Airport uh, for five hours. Okay, and but my question about you being going to New York before. Yes. Did you eat a hot dog? Did I eat a hot dog? Yeah. I ate a pizza. Okay, that was my second. That was my follow-up question. Yeah. I was burying the lead. Oh, man. Did you Sorry. eat a pizza? Yeah, I ate a pizza. It wasn't like Ray's pizza or whatever, but was it, it was like New York, like the folding. New York's best pizza or best pizza in New York. I don't know. Or it was late number at night. one pizza in New York. <laughs> <laughs> it was very number one. It was very late at night. Uh, pizza rat. I didn't even get a chance to. <laughs> didn't even get a chance to fold Ninja it. Turtle approved okay, pizza. Okay. Okay. Didn't even get a chance to fold it because like I cut it in, cut it in half and split it with somebody. <laughs> it was so late. Is that what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to fold. It's it one, one of those like, big slices that you're oh, supposed yeah. to fold. In Is that eat. what makes a New York style pizza? It's just giant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So sorry, you good. buried the lead. I went on to something else. Finish the plane story, though, please. Oh, the plane story is that I was stuck on the tarmac for five hours. Uh, my connecting p- flight to Pearson, or, or from Pearson to LaGuardia. Um, they said it was weather. I kept googling the weather forecast at LaGuardia, and it was fine. Uh, and it turns out, so the next day, I found out that my original connecting flight, which Jeez. was canceled, and they put me on the other one, but my original connecting flight. Um, Basically, did a uh, yeah flew from Laguardia to New York uh, to um, Pearson, and I guess somewhere in between that flight, the wheel fell off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's a good reason. Yeah, I was complaining about the like waiting on the tarmac for five hours, and then I read that the next day. I was like, well, at least my plane arrived with all its wheels on. <laughs> oh man! So, oh my gosh. Thank you for that review and recommendation of New York City. <laughs> so, <laughs> while we won't do as you mentioned episode by episode, the first show of the final season of Star Wars The Clone Wars premiered and Kirsten saw it. Kirsten, go. I feel like we should do episode by episode because it's so important. It is the most... Not, not to Paul. Impo- I know. <laughs> fuck Paul. Fuck you, Paul. You are not here to rebut about a TV show that you haven't even seen. But take ten minutes later. Yeah. That well. you... He's going to rebut. He's going to send pool. like a five, four, three, two, one and <laughs> rebut. So, Clone Wars, just real quick. Um, uh, I've been rewatching some of the old episodes just to remind myself because it's been two or three years uh, since the end of Clone Wars season six. So I've been watching some of the episodes to get me pumped for this. And holy crap, is this fucking show good? It looks good. It sounds good. The fight scenes, the like, oh, oh my God, just re- it just reminded me how great this writing is of this show. Uh, so, yes, Disney is doing the thing that I'm really liking that we're going back to now is they are dropping one episode a week. So Yay. there's one episode of Clone Wars uh, that came out on Friday. I'm assuming they're going to release them every Friday. Uh, I'm really into this, like not b- having to binge things mm-hmm. and not having to get things spoiled. And it's so for much me. better for them. Yeah. Like, why would they want to, like, I say again, yeah. blow their load in uh, oh, all in one release? 
Right? Because release. Because, like, <laughs> Guys. So yeah, it was a, it was an interesting episode. It didn't we didn't we got a little bit of a look at Anakin at the beginning of the episode. He's his hair is growing out a little bit. He's wearing his dark Jedi robes from Revenge of the Sith. Nice. Um, and revolution. this episode, like no spoilers, but it revolves predominantly around the clone troopers. Mm. Um, and they're obviously setting something up here for a really cool big end. And the story that has kind of come from this is that it looks like the Clone Wars TV series is actually going to cross over into the timeline of Revenge of the Sith. Crazy. Which is going to be really fun to see these characters that uh, we've watched over six seasons where they were when, like, Order 66 comes down or where mm, they were sure. um, when everybody's taking over. Um, I actually was reminded the other day that uh, in Clone Wars... Have you seen Clone, Clone Wars, Brian? I've seen bits and pieces, but not a lot. So in Clone Wars, one of the main clone troopers is named Commander Cody. Mm-hmm. And you follow him and you find it about his training and all his brothers and all the clone troopers. Big character. Um, I didn't realize, even though I watched it recently, that in Revenge of the Sith... Um, when the order comes down for Order 66, um, they, the order actually comes to Commander Cody, and the line is, Commander Cody, please institute Order 66. Mm-hmm. And that's just like a little Easter egg that that's been Commander Cody the whole time. And Commander Cody's the one that like tries to kill um, Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan has Son to kill him. Anyway, so it's stuff like, like really cool that's stuff great. like that. That sounds like you know, like that's something we've already known, but stuff like that's that's gonna cross over. But yeah, seeing that backstory, that's great. Or yeah. those are the you know the the ways, the paths to it. That's yeah. cool. I love and, that. And um, Dave Filoni has said that um, the the reason we know or we think that this is gonna cross over is because in the ads for this, um, Mace Windu has a line. It's like, "I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi." Mm. And that's the exact same line that he yeah. has before he sends Anakin to like go figure out what's going on uh, in, so in, um, in Revenge of the Sith. And somebody asked Dave Filoni, like, is that on purpose? Are we going to be crossing over to the timeline? And Dave Filoni, instead of like saying yes or no, he's like, I don't think Mace Windu is the kind of person that would repeat himself. Ooh, so, well done, Dave Filoni. Nice. So really excited for what's going to happen in the season. Really excited to see uh, what's going to happen to some of the characters. We we don't know what happened to. Um, I feel like we're not going to see a lot of Anakin and Obi-Wan because we know what happens during Revenge of the Sith with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to obviously get more Ahsoka, more clone troopers. I think that's why. Yeah, you'll get to see the angles that they didn't cover in Revenge of yeah, the Sith. which that's is really, cool. really, really cool. Brilliant. Brilliant. And it's it's so refreshing to see uh, this graphic style come back again. Like it's, they've hopefully hired the same artist back because it looks so good. Like when you started with Clone Wars and then we went to Rebels and we went to whatever and it's like the animation style was kind of dropping off, dropping off, dropping off to see it brought back to this level. Yeah. It was just, it was such a treat watching it. I'm very excited to that's, see where this goes. Oh, that's super great. Yeah, I got to do more catching up than I have done, which is only sort of sporadic bits of the first two seasons. But yay, fun. Also, just to, on Disney, if you if you 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 have to have watched it, but on Disney there is a twenty essential episodes of the Clone Wars. If you scroll down oh. on your Disney on your Disney Plus, and it's twenty essential episodes, and it's basically the twenty episodes that they feel you need to rewatch before you start season seven. So that that's I will do. Where I've been rewatching the episodes, 
but could that be like Cole's notes in that? If you Paul's no, notes, no. I feel like you would have had to have watched. Yeah, like these are basically like a refresher sure. recap. Right. Okay. Yeah, because okay. me Not rewatching them, like there's this one character, Asajj Ventress, where she's in a few of the episodes, but they never they never say her name. Oh no! And, and so it's kind of like that. Like if you hadn't seen it before. You know this character is important, but you're also like, who the heck is this? They've never, yeah. they don't. It just so happens they don't say her name in any, any of the episodes, yeah. and there, there's barely any Ahsoka until the end, and so it's not really a cool note. Right? Okay. Cool. One last thing. Uh, someone on our pod group said, "Nope, not in the pod group." It was uh, the reviews for Apple Podcasts. Who wants to read this? Who? Somebody read. I've been somebody? talking a lot, so not me. I guess. Okay. You go ahead. Okay. So we had a review on Apple Podcasts, once known as iTunes. Uh, the review is from Hoser8. It says, My happy place. Finally listening. Oh, no. Finally leaving a review after six or seven months of listening. This podcast makes me so happy. I'm sure I look like a complete weirdo laughing and shouting by myself while I'm in my car, but I don't care. I'm lacking the geeky friends I can have these conversations with, so I'll settle to listening to the Geek Out podcast ranting. <laughs> Even when they're discussing a fandom I'm clueless about, it's still enjoyable and sparks my interest. I need to go to the movies with drunk Kirsten. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep up the amazing work. P.S. Audiobooks don't count as reading. Rose, Victoria, B.C. Oh. Thanks, yeah. Rose! Hey, that is like, I think, somebody saying that they can listen to us geek out about things that they don't even care about. That's I think huge. It's like a huge compliment. Thank like, you, thank you. Rose, even, even when these guys are talking about bad boys, sometimes I'm like... Yeah, we're checked out. Yeah, we're, like, the you, amount you of people can, that go on their phones in that, this very exactly, room. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. The sign <laughs> is when we sometimes are going I'm on our phones. Sometimes I'm looking up things yeah. about bad boys. Yeah. But um, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Rose. And I, I feel like that request of yours is... I don't think you want that. If yeah. Paul was here, he would talk you out of that. <laughs> no, Christian's sure. husband would strongly <laughs> disagree with you <laughs> being drunk in the theater. Um, if you want to review also our, our podcast on iTunes, it's super awesome that you guys do it and also helps us um, get out to new listeners when we get those reviews and ratings on Apple iTunes. Apple, Apple Podcasts. I- Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't know. Can you rate things on Spotify? Can you say, yes, I like this on Spotify? I don't know. Okay, well, Honestly, that's a good question. Yeah. Stick with iTunes if, you, if it's been six to seven months of you laughing and yelling at us in the car. <laughs> please <laughs> leave us a review. Please leave a review. Um, that would be, we would so appreciate it. It would be really, really helpful and great. And we love you all. And I'll see drunk movies with all of you. For every person that leaves a review. Oh, here we go. I will have one margarita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, that's a bad precedent to say. Before set. recording a podcast. Oh, my on goodness. <laughs> all right, we're going to end with some big news. After a hello for another member of the Zones Podcast family. And broadcasting, they call that a tease. Hey, Art. Hey, Curb. We're back. Yes, we are. For the 2019-2020 season of the Canucks. So if you're ready to hear more about the Canucks, listen to Between the Stammers. The Canucks are a little bit better this year. Even though Art still doesn't think they're going to make the playoffs. And kind of on the fence about it. We're going to be doing a lot of shotgun shakes this year. Well, I won't be. Because Art drinks tea. Yes, I do. Check out Between the Stammers on the Zones podcast network at thezone.fm. Our big news, we have a time and date for our appearance 
the Zones Geek Out podcast live recording at the Capital City Comic Con, which is happening March... 21st and 22nd. Just what she said, 20th, 21st and 22nd. We will be right smack dab in the middle, a Geek Out sandwich. 2.15 on Saturday, March 21st. Please join us in the Esquimalt Room at the Victoria Conference Center, where we will record a Geek Out podcast live and hopefully not swear a lot. And we're not going to be at the same time as the special True. people. We're I not going to be put think. right up against the headliner this nice. time. So <laughs> that would be great. Hoping for eight, maybe nine people this time would be not. Look, last year, that was way more people than I thought. Especially being put up against Malcolm McDowell, yeah. 100%. Yeah, those absolutely. people chose to come to listen to us instead of see Malcolm McDowell. And yeah. only f- or there was no more space in the theater. Yeah, and only four or five of them <laughs> Of the of the eight, we're like friends or family, so we did okay. <laughs> yeah, but we're hoping to do better this year. So please, if you would like to come and see us, uh, join us at two fifteen on Saturday, March twenty one at the Capital City Comic Con in the Esquimalt Room. It's very exciting, very exciting news. Happy to be back, mm-hmm. Kirsten James. Hi, Brian Boitano. Hi. Oh God. As <laughs> you say, where you're at, yeah, Boitano. sure, okay. DJ Boitano on Facebook. <laughs> Like you, Kirsten, I'm not even giving you a chance. Boitano913 on Twitter and Instagram. And Twisting Knobs wherever possible. Stop. Did I say your phone? Well, I don't know. I was just, the knobs and the holes are in oh my, my brain. God. And the, the other word that you said earlier. Fine. I'm Webmeister Bud. And Paul's not here to talk to me about all it. All so social. Brian's talking to me about it. This has been the Geek Out Instead, Podcast, episode 72. Penis. Stop. Thanks for listening. Good Lord. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcasts or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.